Welcome back to Bonded Voices. Today's episode is Advice for Your Children Leaving the Nest. My name's Lauren. I'm Greg. And I'm Ian. So most of us have, or at least in our age group, have kids that are getting out of high school or they're moving on to college or something. They're finding a career. So what is the advice that we give our kids as they leave the house? So do you remember when you left home? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and I, I think for everyone it's going to be a bit different. I look back on my experience of leaving home, which wasn't smooth. I was uh, 16 when I actually left my mother's home, went to live with my grandmother for a year, then actually lived on my, on my own after that, so just shy of 18. And there's actually, there's, she, she will, she'll probably hate me for saying this, there's <laughs> one point during that leaving the nest when my mother hurled a chair down the stairs at this <laughs> teenager who was... Are you gone yet? Off the rails, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, there's part of it was tumultuous. And I think I'd always been planning to leave, wanting to leave. But I think it's different, well, I it, not think, it is different for everybody. But if that, if that leaving's smooth, it's one thing. If it's not smooth, it's obviously a different story. Yeah, my, my leaving was smooth. I guess I lived in the uh, Leave It to Beaver household <laughs> with June and Ward. And... Uh, so it was a it was a smooth transition and and that's what I've experienced thus far with some of my kids uh, and thankfully it has been smooth and I, and you mentioning your experience Ian makes me think if it was a rush decision and someone said you have ten seconds the train's leaving you have to give these nuggets of advice to your child that you're not going to see or have an opportunity to talk with for a period of time what would those be. And I, man, I, there's just so many things that I've been blessed to take a long time to tell them long enough for them to say, dad, you're putting me to sleep. This is boring. Right. Well, I, I guess the, what the point is, is you don't tell them on the way out the door. You've taught them throughout their lifestyle, throughout sure. their entire life. Sure. But, but if we, which I agree, you know, we have to keep in mind that we're always leading by example, whether or not we want to be. We are always giving them an example. But if, if you were at the train station and one of your kids was leaving and they were, they're heading off to boot camp, they don't have a phone, they're not going to have any communication, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this today is because I have three kids that have left the house now and I mm -hmm. tell them all is, you know, go out, experience the world, go as far away from us as possible experience and and go out and if you fail fail you know spectacularly and, <laughs> and try again because they're at an age sure. now where they can recover from a failure right pretty easy so this is the right. age to go out there and try it and you know now i haven't said that i've you know told the kids to go as far away as possible yet you know we're here in arizona and two of my kids are at asu 
or Arizona State, and then another kid's down in Tucson going to school. So <laughs> they're all within two hours of the house, sure, but sure. you know we're trying to get them to go further away. The reason this subject matter is, I think, so important is because you read, like in Italy, the average age of a child leaving is something like stupid high 30s. They, they have that bambino culture over there where men don't grow up. It's just, I, I think that's here too now. I, I, and this is what I'm saying. Our society, I think you see it in failed societies. And in a lot of ways, Italy has failed um, to raise men. And in raising, especially especially men, you want them to be strong. You want them to be um, self-sufficient and get to that point where they can have their own family and lead a family. If they stay at home for too long... I feel or, or I fear that they actually become so dependent still on mum and dad that maybe that that hasn't been instilled in them the the tools that they need to actually exist on well, their own. Going back to a previous podcast, uh, financial you know literacy, how many kids you know get out of the house and don't even know how to balance a checkbook or even know what a checkbook is? Well, that's a, that's a great point. But again, to your your idea of let them fail, now's the time to do it. And if they don't, if you don't skin your knee a couple of times, if you don't bump your elbow, then you don't learn to how to avoid those things. And and they're not, you know, the the point of failure. It's just a term. It's 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 something that happened along the path, and hopefully, it's taught that individual something that will turn into success. So I think one of the big concerns that a lot of the youth have is, I don't know what I want to do. Well, that's great. A lot of adults don't know what they want to do. Yeah. But you're making a move towards something and that's leading you to a decision point that's further down the road. And so my viewpoint, I think if I were to, uh, and I'm going to go on a different ta tangent here, but I think if I had to yell at my one of my kids as the train was leaving the station, I think it would be um, something along the lines of trust but verify, which is a completely mm -hmm. different direction than we've gone thus far. But more so watching your back, look out for yourself, uh, because there's so many people out there that prey on others and the youth tend to be very accepting because they're raised to be uh, appreciative of authoritarian people. Well, we've we've made their lives so easy. They've never experienced the the hardships of someone. Usually, the kids haven't had that type of adverse react your mm -hmm. adverse you know interactions with people. You know, we've. In society, or as a we've general, them. we've rounded all the corners so it's all smooth and you don't yeah. have any jagged edges to worry about. Can you hear that helicopter parent coming in right now? Yeah. Thump, yeah. Thump, thump, thump. yeah. Let me ask, did either of you go back home after you left? I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't mean for dinner, Sunday dinner or whatever, but I mean, did you move your stuff back in? So after I got out of, out of the Marines, I stayed with my dad for two months and he's like you have two months until you can find a place and then you're out well that's good i don't consider that going back that's he gave you a time stamp what about you greg no i did not yeah me neither um i almost felt it was my 
you know, duty to make them proud and leave. Well, you also and had grow someone up. holding a chair up at <laughs> yeah. the top of a. She was holding. She threw it. <laughs> and then she borrowed the barred the door so behind there was you. General concern for your well being. Yeah. You were hurt. Now, yeah, you know, uh, 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 we had a little bit of tumultuous times with four boys in a small house with a mother who was trying to hold it all together, and sure. four boys acting like complete pricks the whole time. Drove up probably up the wall. Sure. You know, so I, I just to round that off, I used to think, why did my mother drink so much? When I became a parent, <laughs> I wondered why she didn't drink more. <laughs> you know, was the honest truth. You know. So uh, you had mentioned three siblings. Did they have a similar experience as far as how old they were when they left the nest, or was it different for each one? Yeah, of and that's what's really interesting because I think I was my I was the first to really leave. My brother just, I was the second of four boys. My brother just below me left to go to, co to university and never came back, but stayed in the town he went to university. But my elder brother and my youngest brother both stayed living at home for much longer. Hmm. And then, um, yeah, one of them left and came back, one of them left, came back, sort of thing. Um, it was a pretty small home. But yeah, so it wasn't uniform between the four of us. What about you and your family? Um, so I'm the youngest of three, and uh, nobody boomeranged. Um, I was the I was the oldest to leave, uh, and I left, and I moved a mile and a half down the road. Right. Um, hey, even if you move next door, you're out of the house. Sure. Yeah. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So I don't think the you know, uh, distance has got any great benefit. Mowing the front yard lawn and my parents drive by. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's still alive. Um, and, and then I moved up to Seattle. So that was a pretty significant distance. And, but your siblings left, never came back. But, Correct. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that my we all left and moved I moved to Seattle, my brother to Florida, my sister to Michigan, and then we all found our way back here to Arizona. Interesting. Um, which is, it, I think it's fascinating that none of us set down long-term roots at yeah, any of those places. Right. What about you, Lauren, your family? I think we, I'm trying to think back here now. Um, I have a lot of um, siblings, and I think we all left, and we were... You know, we all left on good terms, I think, but we are like, we're done living at home. We're, we're out in the world and want to do something. Yes. Yeah. Explore. So you mentioned you went into the Marine Corps. When did you go in? How old were you? I was 18. I tried it. So here's interesting. I tried to drop out in, of high school, but my dad wouldn't let me. And then as soon as I was old enough to, to when I was 18, I mm -hmm. joined. Well, and I, I, I would think that Anybody that goes into the military, thank you for serving, by the way. Yeah. Anyone that goes into the military, the, the process of that training, from my outsider point of view, appears to be creating independence. And so I wonder if there is a different percentage of people that actually boomerang back home after getting out of being in the military for several years. I, we don't need to go down that path. It's just curiosity. Yeah. It's... I look at this subject and think to myself, 
does it and what sort of harm does it do not just to the the family unit to come back and to the perception of youth with others to go back but also to the community like we were talking about italy the kids just won't leave but other cult there's other cultures getting that way as well and here you see oh you can stay on your parents insurance until you're 26 years old which creates that stay at home mm -hmm. but at the same time if you stay at home until you're 26 plus you know at what point do you then go out and venture out and start your own family and people might say, well, who, what if you don't want to start a family? But yeah, that's all well and good. But at some point, society shrinks if everyone takes that same tact. Well, at, at what point, how long do you stay if you're staying at home? Then you become afraid to go out on your own. Right. I mean, at 26, you've lived 26 years at home. Anything is going to be a, you know, scary at that point. And there becomes a point, right, where you have to become self-sufficient and, and be able to contribute to society <laughs> in a way that's that, that can be amplified and I, I think staying at home you can't really amplify that because you're still within within the nest so i had a conversation with my grandfather uh before he passed and he said one of the the hardest things of being a parent is you got to teach your kids how to be independent and how to work and how to do that and he goes one of his things was is if you don't teach your kids how to work and be a part of society, it's the worst thing you could do for a kid because then they're always dependent on someone else. Yeah. And if you're dependent on somebody else, it's almost like you're always under them. Yes. And they always have the upper hand on you. Yeah. Well, if we take that a step further, that if, if someone's dependent upon someone else, then they're looking for affirmation from that individual or from that role. And then is that person ever able to get true independence because they're always going to be looking for validation to your point? Let's pick 26 years old. If you've been looking towards somebody that's in a parental role for validation for 26 years, how do you suddenly break that of no, you can't have ice cream for dinner. No, you can't live off of top ramen for the next two weeks. No, you can't Play move into that apartment complex. No, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, all of constantly. those adulting things that take place, but not if the wings are clipped. Well, think about this, too, is like generations past by 18, they're out of the house. People were the greatest generation, right? They're out fighting in a war at 18, starting families at 18. And we have kids that refuse to leave the house at 26 yeah. or 30, you know, almost double the age. So the question around expectations then with this, like, and we're talking about, you know, what advice would we give to our children leaving the nest? What expectations would we have? And Greg, maybe you go first on this. What expectations would we have of our children in leaving the nest? Hmm. So it's not just a case of we just want to be done with you. We want the house back to ourselves. I don't think any parent sort of thinks like that, but at the same time, what expectations do we put on our children? Well, I'll, I'll go back to, and, and I've used the term, you could ask my children that when we've talked to them, we want them to be contributing members of society Yep. because society will break down. If you're not willing to jump in and be a contributing member, you cannot, you can't, uh, expect society to work if you're not willing to grab a shovel and help dig the hole when it needs to be dug. Uh, and so 
I don't think that we have provided our children with grandiose financial expectations of you need to live in this type of house or drive this type of car. It's finding the comfort zone and happy with yourself, pride in what you do and what you've accomplished and don't judge yourself on others. Right. What you love. Well, again, my thing is don't be afraid to fail, but you know, expanding on what you're saying, Greg is, you know, to contribute to society, you may not have the job that you want right now, but you still have to have a job. You have to get out there. That was, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things with our kids was if you played sports, jobs were optional. But if you don't play sports, you're getting a job in high school. And then you had to work. So you have to learn how to, because most kids don't want to work. So you have to learn how to work. Um, again, get out there, be a, you know, contributing member of society. Go out and explore the world. Go as far as you can. Fail as many times as you can. As long as you learn something in, in that process, it really isn't a failure, right? So if you can learn, learn as much as you can and as many, you know, tries as it takes to be successful. I love what you said with the don't be afraid. It's, it's one of my huge mantras. Um, I've, made, I've written songs called Don't Be Afraid. It's the number one repeated phrase in the Bible. Um, and I think it's there for a purpose, which is the world can be a scary place, but at some point you have to step up and be brave mm -hmm. and don't be afraid. And I think you mentioned it earlier, Greg, that the, the kids have got to learn to leave and be on their own and face the things that life throws at you. And you, you have to do it stoically because mm -hmm. otherwise you end up dependent on your parents to to continue to protect you rather than you get into that stage where one you can can be a parent and you can protect your parents as they age as well mhm mm mhm mm so for me I, I you know my my kids are maybe one of them's only maybe a year away from going and i, I i'll be happily with him driving whether it's an airport or <laughs> wherever to carry his bag out for him because I want him to I want him to fledge I want him sure. to leave the nest and and create his own life I want to see grandkids I want to see his own house I want to see mm -hmm. his own successes that yeah. aren't dependent on us still providing that for him well and the pride that comes with building your own yeah that that sense of accomplishment of Hey, this is my 800 square foot apartment, but it's mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember the first time you had your parents over to your first apartment? Right. It was a crappy sofa and it was a, <laughs> maybe the TV sat on a, a box or something. But I, I preferred the uh, concrete blocks with the two by fours. That was my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But getting by like that, that's... And, and that's serving your achievement. parents a, a meal on... Sure. Maybe it was and, top ramen, but you know, hey. Well, and, and to your point, your sense of pride in doing that, as well as your parents' sense of pride of, hey, you know what? Look what Lauren's really, you know, this is great. This is good for Lauren. Yeah, maybe the meal was terrible. Maybe <laughs> maybe top ramen with ground beef and yeah. aged cheddar wasn't the right mix. But they were just as proud, if not more, in what you accomplished because of your own sense of, I'm leaving my mark in this world. Yeah, and I think 
none of us have kids because we want somebody to play with who's little. Um, you you have kids, it, it, like you said, for society because you want to forward society. You want to add good people to it, and you and you want to think that your lineage, your legacy, your bloodline, for what they, for what it's worth, is actually adding positive attributes to society, making people's lives more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, are they doctors? Are they mechanics? Are they you know garbage disposal people whatever they are you just want to know that you you're doing a that net positive out there so mm-hmm. let's close let's have some advice there's some closing advice uh so this is lauren again i would say the uh the thing that i would say is again go out there life's not going to be fair always but you can't uh let that get in your way you just got to keep you know forging ahead Go as far away as you can, you know, without... Uh, Love be, that, yeah. Don't be, you know, afraid to go to the limits of your comfort zone and then just explore that. You know, there's more and more thoughts that come up as we go through this. And I think one thing that I haven't touched on is is there's, there's, a, there's a few times that you should be selfish in your life, but those are very few times. And if you don't look to take care of others, you can't expect things to go your way. I'm, I'm a believer in set things free so they come back. Your ship will never set sail if you don't leave port. You know, all of these different sayings that if you don't reach out and try and experience life, your experience is not going to be life. Uh, so that was just a whole bunch of rambling that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, to your point, Lauren, it's go out and experience. And if you fall and bump yourself... Great. Stand up, dust yourself off. It's a learning experience and you move on. Yep. For me, it'd be set a celebration for your kids. Uh, celebrate the fact that they're leaving. To your point, tell them mm-hmm. to be brave. Don't be afraid. Tell them that you, you're looking forward to seeing what they can achieve in this world mm. on their own. That's. I think it's a great way to end it right there. You're looking mm-hmm. forward to what they can achieve. Yeah. That's very Seeing them have, get a family grow, create loves, create experiences, and hopefully make the world a richer place. That's great. I'm Greg. I'm Ian. And this is Lauren. And we'll see you again next time. 